if you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there's certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hire this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going to Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to MarcellaAlonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did and hello, welcome to Get Schooled with Marcella Lonzo. And today I am so glad to have one of my good friends, Destiny Red on here. And I was actually, when she came on earlier, I was just like, oh, great. I'm excited. I'm happy because, you know, we know each other. And I feel like with her, we can really talk. We can really shoot the shit. We can be honest. Um, to, and I called up and this is a topic that is dear to me and I wanted to discuss. Um, I wanted to talk about what it's like being in the adult entertainment business, being Afro Latina. Um, I, my younger daughter who just turned 18, she is not in the business. Do not ask. Do not justify her being in the business. I will chase her with a chancleta. Um, she is Afro Latina. So my younger daughter is um, you know, she's Latina. She's um, her father was born in Cuba, but he is darker. Um, so she's dealt with being Afro Latina. Um, I am more pale, light skinned Latina. Um, some people have called me white passing. Um, so I can only speak for myself, but I would love Destiny to educate all of my audience, all of my viewers, what it's like being Afro-Latina as a woman altogether in the United States and society, because things are a lot different in, um, like the DR and Puerto Rico and Cuba and, uh, and even Mexico is a lot different. So I want her to really you know, break it down for the listeners and educate people because I can't really educate people. I'm more on the lighter skin of appearance. I can't educate at all, but I think she will speak best. So Destiny, please introduce yourself. Um, let us know where you're from, even though I know where you're from. And um, also share with us how you got into the business to the adult entertainment business because in Get Schooled, it is primarily... Um, you know, adult entertainers of different various forms of sex work. So, you know, share with me who you are, where you're from, and how you got in the business and why. Hi, Marcella. Thank you for having me. My name is Destiny Red, everybody. I am from Brooklyn, New York. Yes, I am Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. Um, I've been in the industry for almost 10 years. Um, I started in July 2013. Um one of the reasons what got me into the business um, at that time, it was hard to find a job, kind of looking for gigs, decided to shoot my hand in webcamming and guess what? It worked out great. And then 10 years later, here I am. Um, yes, I am an Afro-Latina. I am a Black woman. I have Spanish descent. <laughs> mm -hmm. I am 
what people considered red skin, red bone, but I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to just dive into it. Um, growing up, it was always hard. Um, I grew up in a community that was mostly Black. Um, a lot of Black people see me as, yes, of a little girl of color, but they didn't consider me Black because I had the Spanish descent. So I was always in the Black community. I'm the Spanish girl. In the Puerto Rican or in the Spanish community, I am considered the morena, the negra, the Black girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so it puts me in the middle in, with both ethnic groups um as far as it just put me in the middle it kind of makes me uncomfortable at times when people tell me I'm not who I am um I I love my skin I love who I am I embrace my culture both both of it the African-American side and my Puerto Rican side um but it could be discouraging at times it can be there's been times where I've been in settings and groups where I was like, I'm not the Black woman or I'm not Black. I don't understand the Black struggle, which I do. I've been, I've had bias towards me. I've had racism towards me. I've understand the struggles. So it's just being comfortable in who you are, knowing your culture and not letting anybody tell you about you. That's where I kind of stand on that. Um, I try to educate people on what it is to be an Afro-Latino, which means you have African descent, but you also have Spanish descent. And recognizing both and embracing both. Um, and then, you know, it. this topic is so... It, it can lead down a rabbit hole only because, I mean, everybody in the world, every... Everywhere in the world, there were Black people, regardless of people want to admit it or not, there's been Black people all over. So for somebody who has a Spanish descent or European descent or an African descent, to say that they're not Black is just, or a Spanish descent is just to say that you're not Black or to say, or people to say that, or not to consider you Black, it it can be demeaning, especially when you know your history and your culture and you know where you come from. So I try not to let it bother me, but it kind of get it can get to me at times, but I try not to. Um, in the industry, you know, you have this, people kind of put you on a tear where, you know, um, some women might feel, some Black women might feel because I have a Spanish descent that I have an advantage over them, which I don't think that's true. No, um, people don't understand being Span, And I can speak this myself because I have white girls all the time. They look at my social media and they think, oh, you're doing great. You're doing wonderful. But the Spanish part, we struggle too, because I've received this um, discrimination where people think I'm an illegal alien um, because of my name. And, and so they don't really get that it's uh, the association of being, and I've, re- I've received a lot of prejudice in, in, through the years just being Spanish. So that's what, and I've had a, I, one time I had encountered a, a woman in a restaurant and she had the nerve to tell me she was an African-American woman. And I was telling her, you know, I get discriminated too. And she goes, yeah, but you have Texas and you have Miami. And I'm like, 
<laughs> no, doesn't mean anything. That don't be, first of all, Texas is very uh, Abbott one. It's very conservative. Uh, they don't want illegals. They associate the Hispanic side with being illegal. And, uh, you know, just because of my skin color doesn't give me any more privilege. I have more indigenous. I personally have indigenous in me, which I've learned that um, a lot of Latinos and Puerto Ricans have uh I have the Tejino. I don't know if you have Tejino in you. I have a lot of Tejino in me, which is not federally, is an indigenous um, ancestry. That's not even federally recognized where, you know, a lot of. Uh, and then it's not federally recognized too, because, and when I say this, I don't mean this in any kind of way, shape or form, but there's no pure blood Tejinos anymore because mm-hmm. In that time when the Tahinos was thriving in the land of what we call Puerto Rico today, they were assassinated and they tried to kill off most of the Tahino bloodline. So a lot of Puerto Ricans today in Puerto Rico do not really have that Tahino blood anymore. It's been so mixed in with other cultures that the the Tahino can never be recognized federally anymore because there's no pure blood. And I read that in um in the US government, I read them, I read it in one of their files that they had stating that the reason why they won't never consider the Tahinos to be indigenous and they will not recognize them as a tribe. And that's one of the main reasons because of the genocide that happened killing them all off and then kind of like I don't even know what to call it what they did um this murder and it's never it's not really talked about now unfortunately really not and you know a lot of Puerto Ricans like for example yes I have Puerto Rican descent but my grandfather I found out he's half Venezuelan and half Puerto Rican He's not a few, he's not, he was, he was born and raised in Puerto Rico. Yes. But his mom came from Venezuela, from Venezuela. So people think of Puerto Ricans being this one nationality when we're mixed with so much. Yeah. And like, I think everybody, everybody, everybody at this point um, is mixed with some type of some type of culture like that has an African descent behind it. And a lot of people just say, oh, well, my mom is Irish and my dad is like from Scotland or, you know, I'm, that's what I am. But do your ancestry, do your DNA. And I guess yeah. you'll be, you're not a hundred percent of anything. You're not even 50, 50 of anything. Like everybody right. has a percentage of different cultures in their bloodline like it literally took four thousand ancestors for us to be born so i mean to say we're this particular or we recognize this one when you don't even really know who you are it can be it's very disturbing yeah 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 out my name you're gonna say they're gonna say hey marcella you're not even even if you are latina they're going to look at you and say, she's a white woman. And then when you open your mouth, oh, she's a white Latina. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mean- I've got, I've gotten in it. People think I have some sort of privilege and, um, you know, you and I'm I ha- like body else that has 
who would become or who America would consider a minority, we go through the struggles. So for somebody to say you have the white privilege because you are fair skin or damn near white, I mean, that's just that shit talk. Yeah. (laughs) Well, actually, because I've lived on the West Coast and I've lived on the East Coast and I've lived in Florida and I've lived different places. Middle America is very scary for me. You know, middle America. Yeah, it is. I I can see why. Yeah. And they don't. And when I check on my social media, who is following me, I get the most love from the state of California. Um, because I do have the straight black hair. They think they do think I'm, you know, I'm, I do look more Mexican. Um, I'll admit that. And that's where my majority of my fans are. And then I have a lot, some in Texas, but not all in Texas, believe it or not, like Southern California loves me all the way to as far as uh, Fresno I have. And, you know, North, um, but the middle America, I don't get that love. Have you checked out like your social media and what your demographics are? I have, I have, uh-huh. uh, my demographics is may and as well as this town, my demographics really come from the East coast, um, East coast, South, um, Midwest. I get a lot of love, not the middle of America. <laughs> um, Texas, I have some people there, not too big. California, mm-hmm. I don't have like a big, large following from people. Mm-hmm. From California, like my demographics comes from a lot from the East Coast. And then, believe it or not, Africa. Africa wow. is next, my next demographic, believe it or mm-hmm. not. Crazy as that scene, when I seen that, I was like, Oh, y'all love me out there. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Home to the motherland because this <laughs> land is just, I don't want to do it no more. But um, that's where my demographics come from. Um, I don't get love like in the middle of the country like that. I don't know what it is. I don't get love Midwest. Midwest and middle of the country, I don't get love. I get mostly California over East Coast. So it, for, it's the opposite with us. <laughs> Yeah. And then um, Indonesia, Indonesia, and um, all the Arabic countries, of course, in India. India, I get a lot of love from because of probably the dark hair. You know, yeah. so it's a different demographic, but it's interesting where, you know, you do still feel heat in the middle. Like, you just don't feel that love, you know. Like, you don't feel that. You don't feel nobody embracing who you are because you don't match what they're used to seeing. It's almost like we're foreign. Like, um, there's people all over, but when you look at the middle of the country, you barely see a lot of African American or even Spanish people in the middle of the country. They're either more in the South, like Texas, um, Georgia, Florida. Yeah. Um, and then you have like the West Coast, California, Arizona, Nevada, and then the East Coast, more like New York, you know, all the tri state, and then all down 95, like, you know, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, like that. You have that. But it's more 
people in the middle who don't, who's yeah. not really, because uh, there's a lot of farms in the middle of the uh, of the country. So right. think about it. A lot of ethnic groups don't want to go like in the middle of the country when there's nothing there. Right. Like the outskirts is like what's more city-like. Right. Now for, to get to the sex work, you've only done cam. We met because we used to do the only fan, the share for shares. Um, you've done cam, you've done only fans, you've done that. Um, but you've always done mostly online sex work. Um, now when you started having to network with other ladies, what was the demo, who were the people that opened up the door that were the most open you would say to you in general as a group? Um, to you, group, I would say, I would say the African American women, mm-hmm. like Ebony women, opened that door and looked at me and said, "You are a black woman." Yeah, I had some people say, "No, she's not. She's Spanish. She's she's not black." But I've had people defend me and say, she's a Black woman, regardless of how you feel and what you look at her as. So I would say they were the ones who kind of embraced me. But then you had people, the more groups I've gone in and the more people joined the sex work community, I've noticed a lot of people voicing, I'm not who I am. So I kind of mm-hmm. left those groups alone. I kind of left that alone because if you're going to tell me something that I'm not, like, who are you to tell me that I'm not a Black woman? If I that's if that's what I identify as, then that's what I identify as. And then this goes, this can go on, like, I, Marcella, this can go down a rabbit hole because I'm going to just make this inference real quick mm-hmm. and I'm going to right here. If I identify as the Afro-Latina, that's what I identify as. Okay, you can't tell me I'm not a Spanish woman and you can't tell me I'm not a black woman. And I might start something up in your podcast, but that's (laughs) like me going to the LGBTQ community and keep pushing that you you identify as transgender, trans woman, trans man, whatever. But that's like me going into your into that community and telling every trans person that you are what you was born as. Right. Yes, it's the same thing. Yeah, you don't misgender people. Right. So if I can, if if I'm telling you I'm an Afro-Latina and you telling me I'm not a black woman, that's going that's like going into the LGBT community and telling those people right. what they identify as as that's not what it is. Right. And that's that's that is what it is. If right. they identify as women, then respect that. Yeah. Like at any given point in my life that I decided that I want to identify as a white woman and I don't even have the white fair skin, guess what? That's what I identify as. So you can't tell me what I'm not when somebody says to you, hey, this is what I identify. Right. No, exactly. And I'm glad you addressed that because that was that's something that is very meaningful to me because I I personally have witnessed that on both sides. So I personally have witnessed that. And I know what you're saying, because we both joined the uh, Telegram group before it got catty and crazy. Oh, where'd she go? 